All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 240 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ message board, and today I'm flying solo. Today's episode is an interview with artist David Garibaldi. He's, of course, the opening act on KISS's End of the Road tour, at least for this uh, first leg, which uh, will be concluding in a week or so, uh, mid-April 2019. Uh, He was originally contracted to open 10 dates on the tour. That was extended to the full run of dates through April the 13th in Birmingham, Alabama. So... I'd like to thank David and his team for the opportunity to talk to him. Um, He was backstage at, uh, well, where is he tonight? He is backstage at the Canadian Tire Centre in Ottawa, Canada. Um, So we had a couple of Wi-Fi dropouts during the call, but not enough to take away from the information that um, David was sharing with us. So, again, thank you to David and his team for the opportunity, and here's the interview. Hey, how's it going? Awesome. Well, good to meet you, first of all, and thank you very much uh, for being willing to take the time to talk to me, uh, you know, just to get a little bit more info about you out there to KISS fans and the KISS community. And also, um, I, I, I guess uh, I'm more interested in celebrating what you brought to the table on this tour, because it's really turned out to be fascinating and exceeded my expectations. So thank you very much. Of course. No, thank you for that. And uh, no, I'm looking forward to a, a good talk. Awesome. Well, do you want? Why don't we just hop into it so I don't monopolize yeah. your time? Um, you know, f- let's get to the subject at hand, David. You, um, in your youth, you were a graffiti artist. Is that correct? Uh, also known as a uh, tagger. Um, yeah, I was. I was uh, when I was younger. I definitely. That's how I. I really. I think found this rebellion side of art. Um, I would say I do a little bit of that now, but um, that's that was my introduction of just like. You know, in the art, sticking it to the man, and um, and not really caring what anyone thought about that at the time. So, so brilliant. What was it in that background, and also your own artistic evolution, that led you into the realm of performance painting? Yeah. Well, growing up, I was always an artist. So before graffiti, I mean, I was just drawing images from comic books to Disney characters, kind of anything a normal kid would be inspired by. Uh, and then I also I was playing music as well. So I played the trumpet from. Uh, you know, third grade to high school, and then uh, still serious about art. I would say middle school and high school is when I got into graffiti, but it was really a, a high school animation teacher that uh, helped me see art as something that was way more serious, like a career. Um, so that's what I wanted to do originally was get into animation, but I was also into dance. So it was all these different passions in these separate categories that eventually when I was 20 years old, uh, there was an artist, Denny Dent, that I came across and someone showed me his work, explained how he created these paintings in minutes to music like a rock show. And I literally had this moment where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. And that's what I want to do. So I just started teaching myself this art form, which was a natural mixture of everything in my life that led up to that moment at being 20. Brilliant. And I believe uh, when you were interviewed by Sacramento uh, Papers that you mentioned an art teacher who you were able to uh, play it for to a front row tickets to uh, that show. Isn't that right? Actually, I have to say my very generous uh, lawyer 
actually bought those tickets. And as soon as he found out that my high school art teacher was coming to the show, with I mean, he actually had like, I think six front row tickets. He gave them all the way to my my high school animation teacher, uh, my parents, and some and my one of my best friends. And so, but he was literally front row and just. Had the big, I've never seen him that happy before. It was just, it was like he was a big kid again, and I love that because he really did bring that joy and excitement to me. Uh, see him. He's like, I think almost seven foot tall. So you can imagine everyone behind him probably hated that. <laughs> That's awesome. I was at that show, and uh, just as a, a quick aside on Sacramento, when they reviewed the show. They didn't review uh-huh. Kiss. They only reviewed you in the Sacramento Bee. So I, I thought that was hilarious. That's that's funny. Well, I, I love my city, and uh, that was my first time performing at Golden One, so it was pretty cool to do it in that way. Fantastic. A beautiful venue. Uh, you set a goal of raising a million dollars for charity before you were the age of 30, which you <laughs> accomplished. And on this tour, the Kiss venue paintings uh, you're doing are being auctioned off for charity. Why yeah. is philanthropy so important to you and how do you choose those charities well i realized early on that and i recognize what i do as a gift you know uh, there's a lot of people that can just create all day long and and you know sell their paintings and i I think that's awesome i see it as as a great opportunity and a great gift and so because of that i think that there's got this can be used for something more so as soon as i realized that i was turning a few hundred dollars in materials into thousands of dollars for charities I thought, like, let's just put a, a bigger goal to this. Let's make an impact on this world in a bigger way and not just keep going along because I can hop on stage and entertain all day and throw paint around, but that's not where really my heart is. It's to use it, this gift, for something bigger. Um, so I, I, I did. I met that goal before I turned 30, and I'm 36 now. We've raised over $4 million so far. And just on this tour, from what we tallied up, We've raised over $200,000 for the charities in the city we visited. So that's the ones that we, we track the online auctions, not including people who have saved those for future galas. Uh, I think that you know by the time this is over, in a couple of weeks, we'll be at 300000 And then I would say by the fall, when they're all auctioned off, I could see it well over at least 500000 You know, it's a half a million dollars raised, projected. So um, it's, you know... That's really why I'm here, too. You know, I think that's the bigger reason, not just to entertain, but for a bigger philanthropic picture. And that's something I respect. I mean, 916 Inc. Uh, was, I think, one charity that you were affiliated with in, the, the obviously, the Sacramento area and some of the other charities that you have picked. You do have a page on your website where fans can go and see where these auctions are. And that's something I've tried to promote so that people can see where these uh, KISS paintings, because they're all every single one's different. And yes. every single one of them comes from a different mood and setting and place. And as an artist, I'm sure you have different feelings every time you do a painting, even if you're painting KISS repeatedly. Um, one of the yeah, things- I, I, would, I would add to that. Um, just sorry to cut you off. Uh, so if you go to my website, GaribaldiArts.com forward slash history, all the paintings are on there listed. So any info that we've been given, we listed on there. I think there's a, a few from last week that I need to update, but it's all there. And then I would also add to the first two weeks, the paintings are pretty identical in format. It was the Kiss portraits. You know, doing four portraits in six minutes was definitely. <laughs> A workout, uh, and then from then on, I had a you know talk with my team and um, and also the kids team. We're like, let's start personalizing them per venue. And so, 
now what we do, for example, in Sioux Falls, I incorporated the falls in that uh, we've done in Louisville, we did a Kentucky Derby theme with the Kiss. So now they've, they've, you know, we're in Canada right now, so I'm incorporating the Canadian flag with these. So they're all very uniquely done to the city and to the, um, the environment that we're in. Yeah, I noticed last night's was the maple leaf as a background, and you've had um, a seahawk, or was it an eagle for Philadelphia? I'm losing track. Um, so I find it shocking that the band only reached out to you in January for this opening slot when they were going on tour. First night is January the 31st in Vancouver. What do you recall about uh, how you were approached for this uh, for this gig, for want of a better phrase? Well, the discussions actually started before January. It's just, it kind of came up and, you know, we had, I had my own tour that was planned uh, on the East and West Coast during that time when the tour kicked off. So I was like, well, just let, you know, let them talk about it and discuss it. Eventually when we were a little over two weeks out, that's when the discussions got a lot more serious. And then I had to make a decision. Do I do this or cancel my tour? So that's also why we were so last minute in announcing because there was a lot of stuff that I had planned that we put on hold to do this as well. And we want to make sure it was all communicated the best way possible. But, um, you know, everything's full throttle when it comes to KISS. And it was the quickest two weeks of my life. You know, going from, uh, we went to rehearsals in Vancouver, and then we kicked off the show there, and I was just supposed to do the first 10 shows. So um, obviously we're well beyond that now. But, um, yeah, it just it started in January, and we were just literally working on it every day to um, hash out the deal and also how it was all going to work as well. So had they heard, who had heard of you? Uh, I'm, you know, that's the part that I'm curious. How did David Garibaldi come on to Kiss's radar? I mean, we know that yeah. Paul Stanley's an accomplished artist, which is all, what we all jump to conclusions with. It had something to do yeah. with Paul. But uh, from your side, how did it happen? So it's interesting. When I first, when people first got wind of it, they immediately went to, well, Paul's an artist. has got to be a thing he's into. Actually, it wasn't that. It was someone in with McGee Entertainment um, that knew about me, and they knew that the band wanted to give back. And so... They knew that they wanted a unique opener, and I heard about the other opener options. I'm glad I was chosen, but uh, but there's no way they could have given back and also entertain the same time through, you know the way that we do. And so, yeah, it was just someone on the in the management team that heard it, pitched it, and that pitch just kind of went up the chain, and they were like, yeah, this is cool. And then everyone signed off, and I honestly thought it was a joke. I honestly thought that it's like this is the greatest prank ever, like. I thought I was going to show up and they're going to be like, uh, are you painting their faces, like their makeup or portraits? I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm opening. But as soon as we showed up to rehearsals, I was very real and um, it all happened. So I would say, I would add to that though, uh, I got to know Paul Moore on this uh, uh, on this tour and you know talking about art and he really is passionate about art. I mean, if anyone questions it at all and thinks he's just doing it um, just to whip some stuff out, I mean, we've, we've had to discussions about art and he's really serious about it so and he does some great work as well yep i've been to his uh, some of his gallery shows so he he is a uh, he's just not a uh, finger painting he is a serious artist and uh, uh during the tour you've um, we've seen you do paintings such as uh, elton john david bowie angus young Jimi hendrix bruce springsteen ozzy freddie mercury and of course, yeah. Kiss. How do you decide which paintings you're going to do each night? And do you have? Because I presume there's quite a lot of prep work that goes into practicing these, so that you can do them in what six minutes. Because yes. uh, your performance has to be spot on every time. Yes. Uh, so 
I would say this. We're in Ottawa right now. It is local time, 2 o'clock. In about an hour, I'll start figuring out what I'm going to do for my 745 show. You know, I've been doing this for 16 years professionally. And I have a repertoire of, let's just say, you know, almost a thousand images that I can just kind of recall and, you know, practice a little bit and, and figure it out. Equivalent to a musician who just can pick up an instrument and play, you know, kind of practice a little bit, figure out the riffs. You just you know your craft so well. So the canvas is my instrument. And uh, before the show, I figure out. You know, perfect example, we were in Toronto, and I was asking some of the people in the venue, like the security guards and the stagehands, I'm like, hey, who, who do you think I should paint tonight? And they're like, and they're like, Gord Downey. In America, we have no idea who that is, but, you know, from the, tragically, the band Tragically Hip, in Canada, they're a national treasure. And unfortunately, he passed away a couple years ago, so I was like, the other Rush lands, you know, we're in Toronto, so I did Getty Lee of Rush. Now, these are two portraits that I wasn't really familiar with, but I knew that it would connect so well that I had to figure it out. So I'm, so the day of, I'm researching images, uh, you know, practicing them, figuring it out, and then also I mix all the music for the shows as well. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a process, but I would say I lean on just this experience of, one, what connects with people, and two, the canvas is my instrument, and I know it like, you know, as just like any of these guys, uh, you know, in Kiss know their instruments as well, or even the guitar techs, or you know, anyone who plays in a in a in a band. It's just you just gotta know your, your instrument well to to be able to pull them off right away. So uh, yeah, it's been fun too, changing it up every night, and the audience, and even people who may watch it online. What's he going to do next? <laughs> exactly. And I didn't know what – I was in uh, Madison Square Garden for that one. That was the first time I got to sit down and actually watch you out of the four shows I've been to. Vancouver, I was doing the meet and greet, so I missed you. I apologize. But you did Ozzy, you did Ozzy um, who I missed. I think you did him first, and then Bruce Springsteen, and then the Kiss painting. And I, I must say – I want to apologize for you. I did not give you respect of what you were going to be doing before I got to watch it myself, and that changed my opinion. Even though I had sat down next to people after the other three shows and said, how was David? And every person I spoke to had nothing but positive feedback for you. They're like, wow, it was really cool. It was really different. I loved what he did, and those sorts of very positive sorts of comments. So I do want to pass those on to you. Um, but we, did you have any trepidation about going out in front of a KISS audience? You You've done Blue Man Group, um, you've done Snoop, um, and other, you know, kind of opening slots for artists, but a KISS crowd, uh, were you worried? Uh, well, I would say this, my first introduction to the KISS audience was just two things. One, when we announced the first 10 dates, and it was a half, this is interesting, and the other half was like backlash. It was like, no, you know, not in our, not in our city, I hope not, and just like, I, I'm used to that. You know, first of all, I could be in an art crowd and they'll still act that way because what I do is different. And uh, it is disruptive even in the art world because in the art world, they think I should just stand there and paint. In the KISS world, they just want a band. And so I'm, I'm used to being a disruptor per se. And I'm, I love the challenge and I love great stories. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to go do these shows. And if it doesn't work out, it's going to be a great story to tell that we tried it out. And uh, I would say it's been the, the opposite. The, when, I, when I 
met KISS fans in person and we spent, they're, they're, they weren't the people online. These were people like full of love, energy, acceptance. Like, you have to understand, we're in a room of people, what I, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, we kind of feel like we're the outsiders, but we all found each other. And, you know, KISS really represents all these different personalities of us. And so I've gained this love and appreciation for the KISS Army, and it grows every night. So it, it's, for me, that's even changed as well. Just like people were, you know, uh, skeptical of me in the beginning, I was also a little skeptical of like, I don't know, are they accepting people? And they are. So we've all gotten to know each other. Uh, you know, it's like like uh, new family members. And we just uh, had a couple of drinks, had to loosen up, and now uh, we're having a great time. So is it different opening for a, a Kiss crowd than say doing something with Snoop or Tommy Lee or the Blue Man Group? I mean, oh, for sure. how do you read the audience? And did uh, you kind of get a good feel for it at the first show and go from there? Oh yeah, I mean, the, these people are here to be entertained and they want the best. So I think immediately it's it's like uh, as soon as so I, I curate the music a lot and I try to like try to make sure that we take them on a ride of momentum. They're ready, and so I would say. Uh, you know, how they reacted to, let's just say, the, the Queen music. You know, Queen's music doesn't need any introduction, but they're as connected to it as they are to Kiss. And I, I realized that these are people, these are humans' emotions, and uh, they were just, like, ready to rock every night. We were in Quebec City last night. I'm not going to lie, probably the loudest crowd that was just, like, ready to rock right away. And, uh, you know, like, they're, they're on their feet while I'm performing. And I think that just goes to show who they are. They're just ready to, to have a great time that night. And uh, I would say compared to, say, a Snoop Dogg show or Blue Man, you know, there there is a little bit more uh, – I hate to use the word judgment up front, but they're kind of like, impress me first and then I'll scream. A Kiss audience is like, look, dude, you made it this far. <laughs> let's just let's just have fun. And that's – so there's like immediate love at uh, – at the Kiss concerts compared to anywhere else. I'd like to think that you're up on that stage and we've got to believe you're there for a reason as Kiss fans and, uh, you know, give you the respect and then let's see what you can do. And I haven't seen anyone throwing eggs at any of these shows, so I think you're probably doing a very good job. Um, I'll, I'll also say, too, that I love earning the, the love as well. So so I never I never take uh, offense to anyone even sitting there, you know, that I can't even hear and say, like, you know, what, what's happening here? And they're just kind of scoffing it off. I'm like, just... Give me like two minutes. Give me a minute, and I guarantee we'll be all on the same page. So. But you're in constant movement when you're on stage. That's what I noticed. That you, you talked about uh, movement uh, yeah. at, at the top of the show. You're in movement. You're 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 kind of synchronized with the music. Your movements of uh, applying the paint to the canvas and everything. It's all one. It's 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 not one thing. It's a bunch of elements that come together, which make the show. Um, do you have to prepare in any special way to get in a frame of mind to do that? Or if yep. you're a little bit down, a little bit up, do you have to do anything to center? How do you approach getting into the energy zone to do that? Well, it's a mixture of, let's just say, uh, it's like, almost like working out. So one, physically, I've got to be loose and I've got to be uh, have my energy level up. So it could be as simple as taking a nap an hour before the show, getting up, stretching, getting loose. And I would say mentally – um, I'm just always going over the images. So I'm, I, I become familiar with, even I'm looking at your portrait, I will become as familiar with your face if I was going to go do it in, in these like uh, major sections. You know, I, I think about the face in like a song, how there's 
I'm going to create this part during the verse and this part during the chorus and during the crescendo, we're going to hit this part on. So I'm mentally breaking it down over the mix of the music uh, before I go do it. And then at some point, I would say when I'm standing backstage, house lights are still on. There's nothing else I can do at that point. I just have to let the train ride and I walk on stage and I just it just flows. And I can't explain it any more than just it's like jumping out of a plane and uh, the door opens and you got to go and uh, you hope to shoot <laughs> pools. So, Absolutely. Yeah, but that's just yeah, that's how it feels every, every night kind of physically getting ready mentally and then you just got to jump and create. Now, you mentioned uh, having some chats with Paul about art, but uh, I'm not going to go into any more detail about your interactions with the band other than have you had any feedback from any of the members about what you do, you know, overall or saying, oh, I don't like how you painted me last night, David. <laughs> well, I've, I've been waiting for that, uh, but I haven't gotten that. But I would say from all the members, it's nothing but just positive, like, you know, uh, they're so grateful to have me as part of this. It's just all positivity. I see them every day. I see them every night. And uh, I think some nights, like when the meet and greet that they're doing is near the stage, they, they're always like, I don't know what you're doing out there, but they love you. <laughs> and I'm like, they, I mean, I'm like, that's your, that's your family. You know, that's your, that's your fans out there. I'm just, I'm getting them warmed up for you. But I would say that one of the coolest things, and I won't say who said it, but they said, uh, you know, that I get a bigger reaction sometimes than bands that have opened up for them in the past. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't, I haven't been to other Kiss shows besides these, so I don't know, but that was probably the biggest compliment. And there's, they've had every amazing band you could think of. And even some other ones maybe throughout Europe that aren't as huge, but um, it, that was a very big compliment to come from them that, um, you know, I'm just, I'm going to keep doing a great job every night. You basically do a meet and greet with the band every night as well to get that photo taken with them with the painting and have them sign it. What do you do during a Kiss show? I mean, do you stay or do you go or uh, other no, no, things? I, I would say uh, 50% of the time I go watch the show for at least half it. One of my favorite sets is uh, Look It Up, and it goes into the the uh, Baba O'Reilly, I believe. Oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. It goes into Won't the – Won't get fooled uh, again. Fooled again. Like to me, that's my favorite set. So I at least watch that. I love Eric Singer's drum solo, um, and then also I try to pop back out for the the end, uh, rock and roll all night. So 50% of the time I go watch the show. The other 50%, I'm actually backstage editing video from my performance so I can get it up for people to watch. So uh, it's just a mixture of the two. And I know for some of the work that you've done outside of this opening slot that you've obtained um, permission and rights in order to do prints in your shop for, I, I think, uh, was it Elvis Presley you, mm -hmm. you have arrangements with, and I think Marilyn. Um, is there any hope for prints from of uh, Kiss painting type things to show up in your online shop for fans to be able to buy as a commemorative of the tour? Um, I would say check back in the fall. And we're working on something special for, excuse me, for uh, for Kiss fans, not just Prince, but a whole experience. So we're working on something special that will involve, you know, Kiss art and uh, and the fans. Kiss fans always like to hear those words. We're working on something special. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you dreamed of working at Disney, and you do the Creator X camps. You know, what does the immediate future hold for you? Obviously, the Creator X camps are very important because you're 
essentially playing it forward to the next generation and you're putting something very positive out there to youth and community uh, where where do you want to go from here yeah uh well this uh, i'm definitely taking full advantage and appreciation of this touring opportunity uh we'll see how far we go you know we're working on stuff right now I, like i said for the for the future with this tour uh, but in general, it's really I want I've always wanted to present art in an entertaining way to audiences. And so even if it's outside of this tour, it's my own tour. Uh, I've always seen my brand like a like a Blue Man Group or like a, a you know mixed with a, a Kiss. You know, it's it's like a rock and roll art show. So continuing to create opportunities and build a touring show that could create this sort of live art experiences for audiences around the world outside of this tour but this tour is a great introduction to new fans that i would hope come back and uh and see that experience one day that's fantastic you know that that's just about all i've got for you because I, I know you're a busy guy but is there anything that you would like to add for kiss fans uh before we wrap up uh one i just want to say thank you to all the kiss fans i've i meet you every night uh i see you in the audience even if i go out to the front house you stop me and say hello and uh you know, you guys message me online and I just want to say thank you. Uh, I, I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't be more grateful for the, the love and energy you guys give. And also, uh, and also to the bands, you know, I wouldn't be here without them. So uh, to, to kiss, you know, thank you guys for the opportunity, but just keep looking out, follow me on social media at Garibaldi arts. I'm always posting videos of me walking to the stage so you can get those behind the scenes glimpses of the concert. And I have more vlogs coming as well just to see stuff from the tour bus life to, uh, you know, just backstage interactions. So uh, just keep up with the journey. And again, I always believe in art life, which means you're creating your journey. And I want to show that through mine uh, to inspire yours. That's fantastic. David Garibaldi, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. We appreciate very much and wish you the very best on the rest of the tour and for the future. Thank you very much. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.